Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. Before I begin teaching today, I want to just tell you, watch your e-news this week because we're going to try to have a, an announcement of when we'll begin to meet back in person. So uh, watch your e-news. Second thing I would ask you to do is begin to pray. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, and who knows what will be happening in our country and our world on Sunday, but I knew you know, the one thing that we can do that will help will be pray. I tell you to pray for our country, pray for the leaders, uh, that, that, that we can begin to get back to the things that are important, and also pray for our, our police officers, our law enforcement, because they are under extreme pressure right now. So we're beginning a new series today called Better Than. It's from the book of Hebrews, and we're going to start in the first chapter, first verse in just a few minutes. I was in sixth grade, and on the way to the lunchroom, I would pass a young lady, and she would smile at me. Now, I was not really knowing what was going on, and a few days later, she would say, hi, Mike, smile, and flutter her eyes. I think she may have had something in her eyes or was trying to wink. I just didn't know what was going on. And before long, one of her friends came to me and said, Mike, Nancy likes you. Do you like her? I didn't even know her name, and I said, I was young, and I was not wise in the ways of love, okay? So I didn't even know what to do, and soon a courier comes with one of those notes, and it says, Dear Mike, I like you. Do you like me? Check yes or no. And again, I really didn't know what to do, but it wasn't until she approached me in person, and Nancy came to me in person and said, Do you like me or not? I said, yes, she was bigger than I was, and she could beat me up. So I, I said, yes, I like you. Now, what was going on there is she tried so many methods to communicate with me. And as we begin in the book of Hebrews, what we're told is that God has tried a lot of methods. I mean a lot of methods to try to communicate with us. This is what we know about the book of Hebrews. We don't know who wrote it, but we do know that it was written to Jewish Christians. And they were being persecuted. Some would have had their families reject them because they were following Jesus. Others would have lost jobs because they were following Jesus. Some would have even suffered physical abuse because they were following Jesus. And so the writer of Hebrews is just simply saying to them, don't be seduced by any other teachings. Don't go back to the old way of life. Hold on to Jesus. In fact, in, 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 in Hebrews 3, 6, he says, hold on. And then in, in Hebrews 10, 26, he says this. He says, hold unswervingly to the faith that you profess. And then in Hebrews 10, 36, he says, persevere, persevere. Now, the problem was is that as Jewish Christians, they wanted to go back to the Jewish way of life. And what the, the Hebrew writer says, no, Jesus is better than the law. Jesus is better than the temple. Jesus is better than the angels. Jesus is better than the prophets. There is nothing better than Jesus. And, and uh, so you need to hold on to him. 
And so as we begin, we're going to learn that, that God has been trying to communicate with us, and there is one thing that we should be doing, and that's the sermon on the sentence, and that is we should be listening to the voice of Jesus. We should be listening to the voice of Jesus. And as we study the first three verses in Hebrews, we're going to see three reasons why we should be listening to the voice of Jesus. So let's read. It says, long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to his son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Boy, that's, that's powerful what it says. And it really is saying there that we need to listen to the voice of Jesus. And he gives us three reasons. The first reason that we are to listen to the voice of Jesus is this, is that he created us and knows what is best for us. He created us and knows what is best for us. You've got to remember that truth. The enemy wants to unseat God as creator. There's this terrible philosophy of life called evolution. Some say it's science, but it's not. It's, it's, it's a philosophy of life. And the ultimate goal is to unseat God as the creator and remove him as the authority in our lives. But Hebrews 1, 2, this is what it says, is that through the Son, he created the universe. And simply what this means is that Jesus should be our highest authority for daily living. Why? Because he created us and knows what is best for us. Our creator knows what is best for us. I think it's comical to watch science. They think they're making all these wonderful discoveries. But if you go back to the owner's manual, God's words, you learn so many other things. About 30 years ago, they came up with this discovery that laughter was good medicine, okay, is what the way that they put it. That when people laugh, that they release endorphins into their mind, and it creates a great way to be healthy. Well, you go back to Proverbs 17, 22. In the owner's manual, you know what it says? A joyful heart is good medicine. That was already there in the owner's manual. Uh, we, we, we know that there are so many diets out there today. And most dietary people say, well, if you went back and ate what it prescribed in the Bible, you would be doing just fine. That's in the owner's manual. Uh, the cure to sexually transmitted disease, the immunity for sexually transmitted disease is in the Bible. It's called sex between a man and woman within the confines of marriage. And, and we can wipe out sexually transmitted disease. It's in the owner's manual. We lived in... Uh, we lived in the, uh, the Daytona Beach area for a while. And, and uh, one of the things that would happen is you would see people that wanted to drive their cars right down near the edge of the water, and some even in the water. Now, the, the owner's manual tells him uh, the, the, the car is not a boat. Don't do that. And what would happen is they would get in soft sand and get stuck. The waves would begin to come, and, and, it, and ultimately the, the, the engine would stall out. The car fills up with water. Why were they in that predicament? 
because they didn't listen to the creator of the car, and they tried to use it as a boat. No expert, professor, doctor, lawyer, or financial advisor knows more about us, knows more about our ultimate success and security than the one who created us. So I'm just going to tell you this. I'm going to listen to the one who created me and knows what is best for me. The second reason we find in this passage that we should listen to the voice of Jesus is that he sustains us. Without him, we fall apart. You know, we're seeing evidence of that in our society today. We've removed God, we've removed the Bible, we've removed prayer, we've removed Jesus, and what we see in our country today is the result of that. It's falling apart. I, I, I tell you, Hebrews 1.3 says it this way, he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command, by the mighty power of his word. I love what Dr. Jim Mallory, a psychiatrist, said a number of years ago. He said, if people, if people would listen to the Sermon on the Mount and live by it, there would be no need for me. I would be out of a job as a psychiatrist. Why? Because when we listen to the voice of Jesus, he sustains us and holds us together. There's a way that, that people used to build, and the, the way they did it was is they would set a cornerstone, and everything was built off of that cornerstone. And if you were to remove the cornerstone, over time, the house would crumble. Okay, in, in Ephesians 2.20, we're told that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. And what we're seeing in our world today is that we have removed Jesus Christ, and, and, and he, as the cornerstone, is removed. Things begin to fall apart. We need to listen to him. I like what Colossians 1.27 says. Uh, 1.17 says, it says that Jesus existed before creation. He was there when it was created. And he holds creation together. Um, let me illustrate it in a different way. I want you to think of Christ as a rubber band. And think of our lives as a stack of paper. And, and, and the interesting thing about the storms of life come, and if a storm was to come, you have a stack of paper. It gets blown all over the place. It rains on it. It gets ruined. Think of our lives as that stack of paper. The same thing happens when the storms of life come if we aren't held together by Jesus Christ. And so I just tell you, when, when that is true, we will be held together and things will be good. You've seen this with your money, okay? Uh, you know that if a storm of life comes and your money isn't secure, can I tell you what? You can have a stack of money and it will blow all over the place and you'll be chasing after. In fact, in, in Proverbs, uh, it, it tells us that, 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 that money sprouts wings and flies away. But that's why we need Jesus who, who holds it together. That's why we're so big on uh, Financial Peace University here at Northridge because it, it teaches God's way for God's money. And when we have God's way for God's money, it, it, it holds together. So I, I tell you this, Christ holds all things together. And if we learn this, we're better off. So I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna listen to Jesus Christ because he sustains us and holds us together. 
The third reason we need to to listen to Jesus is that he purifies us. He loves us and wants us to be with us. Let me make this clear to you. We have a sin problem. And God is a perfect God, and our imperfections and his perfections don't mix. But he loves us so much and wants us to be with him is that he made a way through Jesus Christ. This is what it says in Hebrews 1.3, he had cleansed us from our sins. God wants us to spend all eternity with him, and he is willing to pay the price. That shows that he's willing to pay the price, that he loves us, so I'm going to listen to him. Listen to what it says in 1 Peter 2.24. He says, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you are healed. Our sin caused us to be in debt, and that debt means that we will not spend eternity with Jesus. But you know what happened is that God made a way through Jesus. There's an old, old song in, in the words I love. It says, I owed a debt I could not pay. I pay, or he paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. He paid a debt he did not know. When we come to Jesus... He takes our sins, and, 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 and they're taken away, and the debt is marked paid in full. Paid in full. I want you to understand something, and we find this truth in Habakkuk 1.13. It says this there. It says, your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Can I tell you what? We're wrongdoers. And God is so pure that he cannot tolerate wrongdoing and wrongdoers, but he has made a way through the blood of Jesus Christ and because he purifies us. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. God cleanses us He wants us to spend all eternity with him, and he loves us. I'm going to listen to him because he loves me and has paid the price for me. The sermon in the sentence was pretty simple. We should listen to God. We should listen to the voice of Jesus. And there are three reasons. He created us, he maintains us, and and he can forgive us. I say he can forgive us because we've got to go to him and ask for that. We should listen to his voice. There's an argument going on. You you see it in the world right now. And, and, And it's this argument, is the Mac or the PC better? Is the Apple computer or the PC the best one? And we could argue night and day about that. But there's also an argument that goes on in so many of our souls, and it's, is, is Jesus better than? And, you know, for some, is Jesus better than money? Think about that for just a minute. I, I will tell you, there will be a time when that money won't matter to you, and whether or not you know Jesus will matter. Jesus is better than money. Uh, how about this? Some, some want power and they're hungry for power. And, and, and we need to understand uh, that, that so many people are chasing after that. And so I ask you, Jesus or power as the operating system of our lives? Hmm. No, Jesus is the ultimate operating system. 
He is the ultimate operator. He says, because he has all power. He has the power that, that created the earth. He has the power that, that, that raised people from the dead and, in fact, raised himself from the dead. Uh, how, how about this? Jesus, Jesus is the ultimate operating system. Jesus or fame. Huh. So many people want fame, but I tell you one day there will be only one that is famous, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus is the ultimate operating system. As you begin to listen to the voice of, of Jesus, I, I want to tell you, sometimes people are going to think you're a little bit crazy. I was on an airplane, and uh, I, I, I'm sitting there, and I hear the guy behind me chuckle. And then sometimes he just laughs out loud, okay? And, and, and there were even times when I would say he had a belly laugh. Now, I was trying to listen back there and trying to hear what was going on, and, and I couldn't hear any conversation. So I, I'm pretty curious. I want to know if there's a lunatic behind me. And then as, as, we, as I begin to think about it, I said, I'm going to stand up and see what's going on. I'm, I'm going to pretend to stretch so I can see what's going on. And when I stood up, I saw that he had headphones on and that he was listening to something. He wasn't in the same world I was in. And you know what? As you begin to listen to the voice of Jesus, it's going to change your life. People are going to see the difference it makes. They're going to wonder. Some of, you, some of them may even ask you, what's going on? And what a great opportunity to share Jesus Christ with them. You listen to the voice of Jesus, and you're going to march to a, the beat of a different drummer, and people are going to see and we're going to get a chance to tell them about Jesus. Hey, we're going, to get, we're, we're going to sing this song at the end here. And this is what I want you to do. <laughs> There's no higher power than Jesus. There is no one like our Lord. And as we sing the words to this song, I want you to say, Jesus, I'm going to put you as the authority in my life, as the creator, as the one who holds all things together, as the one who loves so much and purifies. And I'm going to listen to your voice from right now on because you have all authority and power in me. There is no higher power than you, Lord. And as we sing, if you do that and you begin to listen to his voice, I'm going to make you this promise. It will change your life. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at